Episode 1, Part 1, The Forest, Epilogue. Once there was a forest. It sat on the edge of a town, an ancient town, a town that had once been a bustling world of people and warmth. Now there was only nature, nature and those who still followed the old ways. Those who had become one with the trees that sprouted through the cracks of the old chapel, a building built to worship things that had long left this land, nestled away in its little corner of the world. People who worship things too powerful to be spoken of by anyone outside that little town. So, and so this place was one of light and life in the darkness of the world for those long forgotten and the deities that brought them peace and happiness. 1. The Beginning There was once a child, and this child did not know it, but they would be the greatest thing in this town. The child, whom we shall call Alice, had what many would call the perfect childhood, full of mild summers spent wandering the forest that surrounded the town, and cold rainy winters full of warm blankets, hot chocolate, and the weave of ancient stories spiralling and flowing through the air and giving the kind of warmth neither fire nor all the blankets wrapped so tightly around the child could give. A warmth in the soul, a warmth strong enough to ignite a burning fire in the mind. And they did, a fire that burned at the very heart of Alice's being that stretched and turned through them. This fire warmed them through the coldest of winters and sold it, their curiosity hard as iron and their wit sharp as a fine blade. And all it asked in return was knowledge, for Alice to draw deep from the well of life and consume all that they found there. And so the child grew on the stories of the old gods and the world beyond their little forest town, and much, much more. And the words, and the words, like the gloggy of the winters and the cold. Drinking the words, like the gloggy of winters and the cold tea of the summer and all in between. As soon as they were old enough, the child began to read one small leather-bound book at a time, and they were immediately enraptured, consuming the old paper like it was life itself, and of course it was. One day, Alice had read all of the books in the small town library and watched all of the tapes in the old VHS the only piece of technology in this village, lost to time, found by nature and its manifestations. And so the fire that once warmed, the fire that once created, was dying. For this fire was fueled by knowledge and its pursuit. So Alice decided that they would have to find something with which to rebuild this fire. The day in question was a brisk autumn day where the air was soft and cool, paused on the precipice of the harsh yet beautiful winter in a year heavy with the dust of the past. 
dust that had fallen from the old ways of the town to dull the shiny plate of the future, showing to the smallest holes in the soft, leathery fabric of the present. A fabric that had, in recent years, been hardened to a perfect cast of stress and tension by the firmament that was those who run the world, ready to be doused in softener by the people and so flow into the lightness of change. Today was the day that Alice decided that the knowledge of our world was not enough to satisfy the question that burns like a fire in the mind. Today was the day that Alice would enter the forest. Chapter 2. Before. Before there was time, before anything, there was the forest. The forest and the town at its edge. Bricks before the universe knew what bricks were, forming the old chapel. A place of worship long before there were ever beliefs. Branches twisting in and out of the old walls, falling to time before even time knew what it was. And this, this was where they met, the old gods. Then they were not something to be worshipped. They were just people alone and confused, in a universe barely old enough to be stirring for the first time. And as the arms of galaxies extended, and worlds came into existence, and time passed, they began to talk, the old ones not yet old in this crumbling building, on the edge of a reality just beginning to awaken for itself consumed by the trees that would be the beginning and the end, with sunlight trailing through its broken boards of the ceiling. This was the beginning, the first meeting of the beings that would eventually be called the Old Ones, and those that would soon pass into obscurity, to be forgotten, lost to time itself, as those they helped create stopped believing. Here, at this time, with the fabric of reality still being woven and the laws and lore of the universe still being written, these beings came together out of the cold and dark that had once been their home and decided to create, to take the still molten core of this dimension and shape it to be something new, to inject magic deep into the veins of it all, and this was how it began. But it was after the being that had called itself time, or at least the equivalent in a language lost to all but the old gods, had begun to count the years and reached a number so high the human mind could not comprehend that they made the first creatures other than themselves. And so it was in the time that was no longer the dawn of creation, more so the early hours of the morning when the veil of darkness that had once covered the land is slowly rising and the creatures of the day are just beginning to stir, that the, begin that the beings, the story that is about to unfold in this little town concerned came into existence. This was the beginning of the Fae. Chapter 3, The Gentry. 
And so we return to the child, with the fire burning inside them, and the thirst for knowledge. And the day they decided to search for things beyond the understanding of most humans, the things that had run so wild through tales that had been told to Alice, that had been to Alice as heir to the lungs. The gentry, many tried to make deals with the fae, those who had nothing to lose and everything to gain. The child with a mind so sharp it cuts the very fabric of our reality, with a body so frail it would soon be lost. Come to change that, the person willing to give away the name they were given and the body they were born with for something that matches their heart, their mind, and still more too foolish or greedy to return. Alice thought, though, knew the inner workings of the minor courts, and so there were plans laid long before the day that Alice would venture out from the town that they had once called home, outwards into the ever-growing, ever-changing forest, filled with trees older than time itself, trees that had seen the universe build itself around their ancient leaves, that had seen the follies of the old gods pass and feeding on the things they had learned, drinking up the years as they flowed by, had grown into great stretching things that would encompass entire cities within the rings of their bark, of their trunks. And for all we know, they might. In the days leading up to Alice's journey, the townsfolk began to grow weary. They could sense something was wrong, that there were secrets soon to be uncovered from the place in which they had been rightfully and deeply buried. Alice was not discouraged by the frigidity of the townspeople. If anything, they were encouraged, for the ignorance of others was the very reason that they were going out into the darkness of the world to find knowledge. Alice was nothing like those who had come before them. They were not here for the riches or fame, but neither were they here to collect a few more grains of sand in the minute glass that is life. They were here to quench the fire that burned in their mind, and they knew they knew that there was what there was to be won and what to be lost. And so that one day they ventured outwards into the forest the forest that was older than time itself and bigger than anyone from this reality could imagine, in search of beings that many had lost themselves to, the gentry. And that was the end of part one. Thank you for listening. This story was written and read by Ravenstorm Studios. And... um. We will be updating as much as possible. Um, Bye.